This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Today we are talking about something very close to my heart, which is that you, no matter who you are, have the ability to create limitless impact. And when you can do that, you can create limitless income. And I'm joined today by a good friend of mine, Casey Paul. Casey and I met because we're on a mastermind together. And what's great about masterminds is that you meet other ambitious, driven sometimes spiritually connected people who can support you on those highs and lows that are part of entrepreneurship. So welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible, Casey. Hey, I'm so excited to be here with my mastermind sister. I know. Honestly, being in masterminds, I don't actually know what I used to do when I wasn't in them. Where did I go to celebrate those wins? And where did I go when I was hitting the dull drums and not getting the results that I wanted? Yeah, I'm totally like, I totally feel the same way. And I have been in masterminds before and then like had time out in the middle. And it's just, yeah, you just feel like something's missing, even though sometimes you feel like I know the strategies. I, I kind of, you know, I feel like I'm doing well. I know what I'm doing. I think it's just the best to have your mastermind sisters around you. So yeah, totally. For sure. So we are today talking about creating limitless income and impact. What does that mean for you? Oh, I love the question. So for me, it's about doing, I think the first thing is about doing life the way that you want to do it. There's no, you know, people throw out the buzzword like impact, having impact. And I think it's got to feel like in a way that feels really good for you and impact, like having the value, like adding value and just serving, as I keep saying, in a way that feels really good. And, um, you know, the income is just a byproduct of that. You know, people often will like chase the money and I've totally been there myself as well, where it's just like, I want to hit the money. I want to get the money, but you know, without having that fulfillment, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just not the same. So I think it's, you know, the more impact that you create. And for me, it is just, you know, showing up, adding the value, being of service, the more income. It's it's interesting that adding value thing, because you and I have both encountered people who are really scared to share their value for free on a Facebook live or in an Instagram live or to really tell people how they can get results because they worry that if they give it all away then no one's going to pay them for it what's your take on that yeah and I totally have felt like that myself if I give all this away for free nobody's going to want to work with me but it's actually you know the opposite the more value that you add the more people, you know, build up this relationship. It's like you're dating your ideal clients and the more value you add, they think, oh my goodness, if I'm getting this for free, imagine what I would get if I paid, you know, if I paid to work. You were going to say, imagine if I get into bed with them then. I was going through that whole... (laughs) Because I said dating, right? (laughs) Because I said dating. And I think, yeah, the more value you add, the more um, people are going to want to work with you because they think, imagine if I did pay. And also I think a lot of people feel like they're showing up and they're adding value by being inspirational or being um, entertaining, or sharing a quote, and they feel like I'm showing up and I'm adding the value, but it's super important just to, to make you know most of your content educational and teaching. Mm. And I just it's, like it, it's really interesting. I, I put a post out about this the other day, because I've been seeing more and more people putting out inspirational quotes that are written by other people. And yeah, that might be nice, and it might give you some content, but is that really making a difference? Is that really your own stamp on it? Or is it a bit generic? 
Yeah, totally. And I do think there's a place for inspirational posts. A hundred percent. I think it's great to inspire people, but I feel like it's like a, imagine you're making a cake and I think the inspiration has got to be sprinkled on. And I think the behind the scenes into your life has got to be sprinkled in and then your offers and then storytelling. And, you know, they're just little sprinkles, but you know, the main bulk of your cake, the main ingredient does need to be this educational content. So, you know, as I said, I do think there's a, there's a place for it. But just some people are just posting inspiration all the time and then expecting to you know, get, get the results. Mm, yeah. for sure. What's been the thing that's led you to do what you do now? How did you find yourself in the business coaching space? Right. So quite a long story here. So I started out, I went to uni and I got a law degree. Was going to, you know, go down the traditional route of, you know, we're like the parents, they get a real job, get a traditional job. So I started working in a law firm, very quickly realized that I was losing myself. I was totally unfulfilled working, you know, the nine to five job didn't really feel much purpose. And I went to visit a friend out in Hong Kong who was working for a a supplier for like the high street brands in the UK. And I went to visit her for a holiday and I got really inspired when she was taking me around all the little suppliers and the you know, the clothing places where they were making clothes. And um, I brought back a few bits. This is back in 2007. So we're going back quite, quite a long time now. Came back with some bits and everybody in the law firm was like, this is really different. This is really unique. Oh my goodness. Like I, I love the stuff that you've bought. So it inspired me to go back and get some pieces. And I thought I can start as a little side hustle, a little hobby here, selling things. So like little house parties. So I went back brought some bits back, started selling. And I was actually making really good money. I'd like set up a little stand at you know somebody's house and I'd do like a thousand pounds in the morning. So I decided that I was going to quit my really safe job in the law firm. Everybody thought I was like absolutely crazy. Um, and I wanted to set up my own clothing brand. To cut that longer story short, I managed to get a concession in a department store. So there was a major department store near where I lived and Topshop for those of you, I'm sure everybody's heard of Topshop. Topshop had a little concession in this department store and they were moving. So the owner of the department store said, you can have a little um, a little pop up here. Let's give you six months and see how you do. Six months in, I had generated over £100,000 in sales from you know quitting the job, going to Hong wow. Kong with a suitcase, bringing back clothing. I'd beaten all the other concessions, like in the, you know, the money I was earning per square foot. And I ended up having this for eight years and then scaling this clothing brand up and down um, other concessions in department stores in the UK. And then along the way, while I was doing this, I really was interested in styling, like why certain colors suited certain women, why certain styles you know, suited certain women. So I trained to be a, a fashion stylist started doing this and then really quickly scaled up this side of my business as well. So I was styling celebrities for the BAFTAs. I was style editor of- That's a very media- cool. Very cool job there. Don't just throw that one away. You were styling. Who did you style for the BAFTAs? So that was actually Spencer Matthews for the BAFTAs. I did lots of different um, people for the Soap Awards as well. I then went out to Los Angeles and I did some work experience on Grey's Anatomy, which was phenomenal, which was amazing. Appeared on CNN Live News as a fashion consultant and all the things like I had a list, Anna, and I was like, I want to accomplish all of this within the styling industry. And I ticked off all these things. And um, then it got to the point where I reached all the goals I had within that kind of industry. And I decided that I wanted to set up an academy teaching women how to become stylists. So I went to set up this business, set up my online business because I really wanted this freedom, but I couldn't get with the clothing brand. I was very much at this point where I had to decide, I'm either going to carry on with this clothing brand or I'm going to quit that and start this whole new online business. And I know where focus goes, energy flows, right? We all know that. And I just couldn't focus on two things. So I 
gave up the clothing brand um, and set up this online business thinking, a little bit arrogant, Anna, at the time, I thought, you know, I've got several of these celebrities. I've been in Los Angeles. Do they know who I am? Of course, it's going to be a success. Right? I've got all the credentials. I've had my own clothing brand and um, very quickly realized that the online world was tough. Mm -hmm. I couldn't just put myself out there, say, hey, my styling academy has opened and the clients were not going to come. I'm laughing and smiling now because this is exactly what I did. I was like, well, I've had loads of success in another field. I'm just going to tell people I'm doing something else and they will come. And what happens is that they don't. Because learning how to work in the online space is a different thing. Totally, totally. And I thought I've styled, you know, all these celebrities and been a style editor of a leading men's magazine where I was styling heaps of celebrities for that magazine. And I thought everyone's going to have heard of all these celebrities. And yeah, uh, the clients didn't come rolling in. So I hired my first business coach which was an absolute game changer for me. I cracked the code. I learned how to attract, engage and convert clients. And then so this styling academy grew. And then I realized that once these stylists had all the skills to go out there and be an amazing stylist, they too didn't know how to grow a business. And you know, without having customers, you've just got a hobby. So I then started teaching them how to grow their businesses. And then I felt like I wanted to serve a wider audience. I felt like this just wasn't enough. Just serving stylists just really wasn't fulfilling for me. So I, a couple of years ago, I branched out and now I work with all different, you know, women from different service-based industries and help them to skyrocket their impact and impact. impact what do you income. think then? What do you think that then is, what are the main reasons that people can't do it? Can't do it as in get the clients or can't skyrocket their business in the online space? I think there's a number of things. So I think the main thing Uh, two main things that are standing out to me right now. They, their mindset is in the gutter. So 80% of success is going to be your mindset. And I know that me and you both work heavily on our mindset. And it's been, I'm sure the same for you with everything I've done from the clothing brand to the styling. It's not a coincidence that I was achieving in in all of these areas. And then Mm. the, you know, the coaching business, you have to have the right mindset. And I remember for me, the first thing I did when I set up my clothing brand, I read the book, The Secret. And I love that book. It was just the most amazing thing. And I always work on my mindset. And so many people don't. They just think if I've got the right strategy, I'm going to be a success. So I think the first thing is that they're they're not working on their mindset. And I would say the second thing is they're too scared to start doing and they're too much in their head. Mm -hmm. So they're thinking when the time is right, I will launch this. Or when the time is right, I'll start this program or I'll put myself out there and tell people what I do. And they spend so much time just thinking. um, and not There's no action. Right. And the best learning you ever do is through doing. And I always say, if you're going to make a mistake and you call it failure, it's always feedback. So I almost want you to go out there and fail. Do it. Yeah. So let's just go back to that. If you hadn't gone about starting your styling academy, albeit cluelessly uh-huh. about how to run the online space, what would have happened if you hadn't done that? If you hadn't had that feedback? If I hadn't started the styling mm. academy? If you hadn't followed that impulse, that that's what you wanted to do. Oh, I wonder. Because there was a time when I thought I should just play it safe. I should just carry on with the clothing brand. I feel like I would have always gone into something. If it hadn't have been the styling, I feel like it would have always gone into the coaching. It was always something Mm. that was, I love helping people. I've always loved, I've always 
Yeah, I really wanted to help people. The same. My conversations going back would always be, let's get to the nitty gritty of what's going on for you. Why is that not working? Can you do this instead? Literally, naturally, that's my my go-to place is let's get you inspired so that you can do the thing you need to do. Yeah, yeah, but that is such a good question, Anna. Don't actually know. I'm actually a bit speechless here. I don't know. I really don't know. And if I'm being totally honest... When I was doing the clothing brand at the beginning, it was super exciting. And then I moved into the styling and I had my goals and you know, I felt like I was quite good at what I did. But in all honesty, and I even I'm very open about this to any you know, celebrities that I work with and even people that I teach styling to, because I still have some online courses. I always say like, I'm not super passionate about it. And I've always been very open about this. I feel like I'm, you know, I've been quite good at it. I've had some great achievements within that space, but I don't know if you can relate to this, but, or if any of your listeners can, but it's like, I didn't identify as a fashion stylist. Mm-hmm. I'd say it, but I couldn't, I didn't feel There's like a disconnect. Was it was a massive disconnect and it got worse and worse as I carried on and people would introduce me as, oh, she's got a clothing brand and she's a stylist or she's got the styling academy. And I always felt something out of and alignment. That's not the place you've got it, to stay. Mm-hmm. It was very odd. And I kept you know, the universe was giving me all these signs and I kept going with it. because I thought, oh, this is what I'm good at. And it's so weird if I just suddenly have this very big pivot and I suddenly just decide I'm a business coach or a success coach for all women with all service-based industries. But yeah, it was very strange. Just didn't identify as a fashion stylist at all. It's funny that, isn't it? Now, when you tell people that you're a business coach, how does that make you feel? Totally in alignment. It, it feels right feels good. I get excited. When, when people would ask me about the styling, I would cringe and I'd want to run a mile. I didn't want to so talk about interesting. it. So interesting. It's so strange. Yeah. And now with the business and, you know, success coaching, whatever you, you want to yeah. call it, I get excited to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. It. Because it's your, have you read Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk? He no, talks all I'm the time. That yeah. Time. Listeners go, listen, it's so good. He talks about finding your dharma, he says that he rolls his R in a really cool way, which I can't do, but it's about finding your dharma. And your dharma is where you would do it and talk about it and be involved in it forever because it just lights you up. And that actually, if you can find a way to be of service through doing that thing, then you you have found that sweet spot. And I think actually that's what many of us coaches are doing. We are finding ways to monetize the fact that we inspire people. Yes. And yes, yes, some of that business coaching, yes, there's the strategy, but really what we're doing is holding people up and saying, you can, this is the strategy, but you've got to think this too. Mm-hmm. You've got to have the mindset piece. Totally. And I think also, Anna, you've got to really love building relationships. And that's one thing I look back on with everything I've done. I've always built really good relationships with people, which have opened doors for me and given me opportunities within all the different businesses I've had. And I think I love that. I love connection. I love connecting with people, having conversations with amazing women like you. And I think when that does just feel so natural to just build really good relationships, it almost just doesn't feel like work. And it's such a big piece of success I I think is you know having great relationships being able to build great relationships with people I do think that's important I also think it's important to decide that you're going to show up for yourself that you are going to make it happen whatever that it is and in this context it would be building a personal brand having the income doing whatever the hell you want and making it work for you 
But so often I come across, and I know you do too, people who will sign up for a membership or sign up for a course. And they're so locked in a story. They're so locked in a story of this one isn't going to work for me, that it isn't going to work for them. And that you can literally take, what's the saying? What's the saying? You can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And you can, you find people getting in their own way and that they can feel that what many of us inspirational, motivational business leaders are teaching, they can say, well, well, you're, you know, you're getting it wrong. That's not true. But it's not true for them in that moment, but it doesn't mean that what we're teaching isn't true and doesn't work. Does that make sense? Mm, Totally. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you've noticed people getting in their own way. How you, we're talking here today about limitless impact and income. What's the truth about how some people are behave? to get in their own way, to limit themselves? Uh, The biggest thing is the the victim mentality. Everything is happening to me. You know, everything is everybody else's fault, blaming. And, you know, some of my most successful women I've worked with have have been the ones with single mums, three kids, or, you know, been through experiences in their life that they could very easily play the victim, right? And say, this isn't going to work for me because it's, you know, this is the way my life has been. So I think that's a really big thing is the the victim mentality, the blaming and just not taking responsibility, Anna. And I think when you take responsibility for your results, it's, it's super empowering. It's the best thing ever. It's the best thing anyone can ever do. But so many people just aren't willing to do that and they will just blame everything else and they're not willing to do the, the work. And you find that, I mean, I've, I've found that in the past where I've had people who, for whatever reason, don't put the work in or say they're doing the work, but they aren't, or there's a slight attitude or a, a sense that they don't, they don't believe it's going to work for them. So they're only going to pick and choose the bits that, that they think are going to work. And yet they expect that because they signed up with a coach, they're going to get the results that, that are that limitless potential. And so many people are just self-sabotaging. And I think that that comes down to very often fear, fear of actually doing it, fear of being judged. And what are the ways that you see this, this impacting people's income? Oh, massively. Like a, a lot of them will literally think that you're going to do the work for them. I think there's this entitlement, like you just said, you know, you sign up for a program and you actually think that the coach is going to do everything for you. You just think by handing over the money, I'm entitled to the results. And and the thing that I always say to people is you have to do the foundational pieces. So you know, you were just saying about people getting in their own way. And a lot of people just want to go from here to here without doing the, some of the steps might seem really basic, but sometimes it is the really basic foundational steps that you have to do. And I see so many of these types of women that will just skip those. And they say, right, I just want to get to that place. You can't get to that place until you've worked. The other, the other attitude that I've come across is, well, I know that. I know that already. I know that. I don't need to learn that. Well, that's fine if you do know that. But if you're not implementing it and actually doing the thing, then it's fine that you know it. But if you haven't done it for your own business, that's what I've come across. Particularly, you know, if I'm coaching someone who coaches somebody else, I I, I teach people that. Okay. But if you aren't doing it for yourself, it doesn't matter how much you know it. And and, and there's almost like a a know-it-all barrier that prevents people from learning and really doing because the ego gets in the way totally and I've experienced this really recently where people say well I know that and I said but if you knew if you know that you should be implementing it in your business totally had this it's going to be a massive block for success because if you know it you even as simple as some of like I said some of it seems so simple 
So what would you say then to someone who, who is maybe realising that they're getting in their own way? What do they do about that? Well, the biggest problem we have is that a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people won't admit that, right? They, they, they'll it's make everyone every, else's fault. It's everyone else's fault. I think vulnerability, people, so many people think it's such a weakness, but I think just like own it and be vulnerable and say, you know, I, I need the help. And I think where a lot of these women fall down is that they're afraid to ask the coach for more support, right? So it would serve them so much better if they just reached out and they were vulnerable and say, you know, I feel like I need some more support with this rather than having that, like you just said, if they know they're getting in their own way, mm-hmm. then I think you've just got to be open and say, I need more support. Because the thing is, Anna, like some people do need more support in these programs than others. There are some mm-hmm. people that need a lot more support in certain areas. And I think the best thing that, and I've had clients do this, and it's just been the best thing ever to grow our relationship is just say, you know, I feel like I need more support in this area. Although it might seem for them that they're being really vulnerable and it's a weakness, it's actually the best thing to help the relationship to kind of flourish. See that, that coming back to the vulnerability, we're in a mastermind and Casey and I didn't know each other five, six months ago. Never, you know, it just didn't, we weren't in, our, in the same circles. But through that time, we've seen every single person in that mastermind break down and be vulnerable. And we've seen them really hit the rocks and then come out not fighting but kind of rebirth through that vulnerability because they're held in a really safe space and I think those of us who are ambitious high achieving women sometimes it can look like it's really easy and that because we've got the income because we've got the audience that we've just got it all sorted and it's never hard (laughs) what's the truth behind that? I think you've got to see it. It's a great question. I was actually talking to my um, ladies in one of my group coaching programs recently about this. I think if you just accept that this journey to entrepreneurship is going to have its ups and downs and you totally just become okay with that and almost get excited about that because if it was always predictable, right, it would be pretty boring. I know we think sometimes that we want the certainty, but we need that. We need the ups and downs for our, I think, to be exciting. Otherwise it would become super dull. So I think just really embracing that the entrepreneurial journey will be hard, but you're going to have some absolutely incredible moments with it as well. And it is just the best thing ever. But I think if you go into it with that mindset of, okay, I'm going to do all the work, I'm going to do all the things I need to do. And then bam, suddenly everything is going to be a success and I'm never going to have to work hard again. It's probably not the right thing for you, but I think just embrace all the craziness of it. Right. Yeah. Because it is a journey and it's you can have your ups and downs. And I think like you've said, and we mentioned earlier, I think it's so important to have your mastermind sisters around you. Yeah. Um, it's so, you, you have to be so careful with like who you're surrounding yourself with. Absolutely. It's a big thing. Yeah, for sure. So Casey, then for someone who is thinking, I want, see, I want to up level, I want this, I want this to happen for me. What would your advice be on where to where to start really nailing this? The first place to start is get the support, whether it's on a free coaching program, whether it's something for free, just if you're at the very early stages and you want to start, just do something, just take the action and, and decide. The next thing is that you need to really dial in on like who it is you want to serve like what lights you up like who it lights you up to serve a lot of women and they'll say I want to make the money and I'm going to focus on this type of person because I think that they've got the money and it's so the wrong way to think you really need to focus on okay who would it really light me up to work with mm-hmm. and get really really excited fall in love with your customer think like who is that person going to be 
and then work on a content strategy to attract these clients with, like you said, mainly, you know, we were talking about earlier, mainly the educational content that's going to add heaps of value for them. Mm. Take them through this journey and start dating your client, build up this relationship. There we are. I'm just thinking about jumping into bed again. There we yeah. go, Casey. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us today, Casey. Where can people best come and find you? What's your platform of choice? Best place is Instagram at C-A-S-E-Y underscore P-A-U-L underscore. So that's at Casey underscore Paul underscore. We'll make sure the links are all beneath these show notes. Also in the show notes is going to be a link to come and inquire for signing up to my mastermind, which has been rebranded to the podcast accelerator. So it's for anyone who is in business, who wants to have that visibility piece and knows and is watching and seeing that podcasting is the place to be right now and wants a piece of that action. So we'll be talking about not only podcast growth, download growth, monetization through podcasts, but how you use it as a really valuable part of your funnel to bring in the people who know, like, and trust you, because that is where the sales lie and that's where the impact and income come in. So make sure you go and find that in the show notes. It's annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash mastermind. And thank you for listening. And I hope we've inspired you to get out there and create limitless impact and income. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.